Nursing Review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication, Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no obligation four-week trial subscription link. And now sit back, relax and enjoy our latest Nursing Review podcast. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian and I'm joined by Paul Birch, senior manager at Hayes Recruitment, who will share his predictions of the top five areas of demand for nurses in 2015. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Dallas, for um, inviting me to talk on this podcast. Um, as Dallas mentioned, I'm going to be going through sort of the areas that um, Hayes as a recruitment business within the, the healthcare sector have really sort of highlighted as, um, as key demands for, um, for nurses in 2015. So firstly, I'd like to uh, sort of look at the regional areas. So look, recruiting in regional areas is, a, is, is an issue that's a consistent regardless of industry, environment and profession. Um, the private sector for a long time has used pay, extended paid leave, sort of fly and fly out arrangements um, sort of to combat this and to ensure that their core industries' roles um, are, are filled. Um, yeah, an example of this is sort of mining, um, et cetera, et cetera. However, um, hospitals and aged care providers, even in the private sector, uh, are unable to apply these attraction strategies as, as easily. Um, that most staff are required to live full-time in close proximity to the facility or hospital which they are going to be working in. So again, it makes the sort of recruitment and sort of staffing in these areas a little more difficult. I'll give you an example. I mean, if a, if a, if a role um, came up with an engineering firm in a regional hub town, they could potentially look at candidates who may live up to about an hour and a half away. If an aged care facility in the same town was looking for a nurse, a clinical manager, a director of nursing, whatever level it might be, uh, the geographical uh, catchment that they can draw from is a lot smaller. As you would imagine, this, was due, this is due to the, to the very real requirement for that nursing professional to be a lot closer due to the critical nature of the roles that are fulfilled. If something happens, if an incident happens on, in, in a facility, whether it be aged care or hospitals, there are the requirements for people to be able to access that facility, get to that location a lot quicker. One solution sort of for this is to look to um, sort of promote staff from maybe metropolitan areas who are looking for that sort of career progression and really sort of put in place sort of developmental programs that would allow sort of staff to to develop their skills and potentially move into a in, into a more senior role whether that's a nurse moving into a nurse unit manager's role um, whether that's a nurse moving into a clinical manager's role whatever level you can use that sort of level of, of promotion and um, upskilling to attract people to those to those areas very similarly, there is obviously a number of sort of nurses who are looking to um, sort of migrate from all across the world, all coming in with um, sort of very, very sort of good and very transferable skill sets. A lot of employers really do want in this current climate to find somebody with a very sort of direct and very transferable amount of experience, which is understandable. Um, however, look, if, if, um, if employers are looking to, again, invest in some, some up, a little bit of upskilling, a little bit of training, a little bit of, um, I suppose, you know, sort of um, cultural training to allow people to assimilate with the, with the local environment, um, I genuinely believe that employers can pick 
up some some very very good very very good very well qualified staff um, so for nursing staff whether they be from overseas or Australia I do believe that those sort of regional opportunities will will present themselves more and more readily and should if um, employers think laterally allow for a very real sense of um, of career progression and upskilling the second area I was going to investigate is aged care uh, the aged care is, is very much a core specialism of ourselves here at Hayes um, and look we've we've noticed um, over the last few years um, the industry has seen some very major overhauls the biggest ones and have the ones having the most impact on on the industry in general are ownership of, of facilities and also sort of funding forms um, so that the, the sector has seen a huge shift in patterns of ownership uh, with an aging population and baby boomers having much greater levels of independent wealth than ever before. The private sector has really sort of seen um, opportunities to invest. But the industry has always been a big mix of private sector providers and small independents alongside public sector providers. Uh, however, there has in recent times been a very big increase in venture capital investment, some really aggressive expansion plans by some organisations looking to achieve economies of scale um, required to drive and make um, the business model viable. Um, look, all of the private providers Hayes work with um, definitely recognise that people-centred care uh, and high-level service provision, both in terms of clinical care and living standards, are key to short and long, long-term success. However, what this means for nursing staff at all levels, but more specifically directors of nursing, executive directors, facilities management, etc., are an increased requirement for higher levels of commerciality. Those who can combine commercial acumen with the understanding and continued belief in delivering high levels of clinical service and living experiences um, are really going to be very, very highly sought after in the market in the years to come. Um, and to be quite honest, this requirement will only, will only grow and grow as the competition becomes better and better and more and more sort of private sector investment sort of floods into the market. Within that aged care field, and I mentioned before that obviously funding is now a very, very big thing, I think we will see uh, an increased, and we have seen an increased requirement for um, ACME managers. That successful applications are key to all providers. What they require are uh, professionals with high levels of knowledge and skill who can make sure that applications are very much in line with the level of care that residents require, um, as well as the guidelines for the applications from the from a government perspective. For people looking to move into an ACFI role, you know, people can look at things like um, sort of ACFI courses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, look, many of these courses are online. Look, the very online nature allows people in a very sort of busy nursing environment to really sort of pick up and put down their study. It doesn't require them to um, obviously attend a university course or take time out of their day to go to pay for or or wherever it might be. So, you know, these types of online learning are certainly sort of highly, highly sought after by potential employers in this area. And, you know, by enrolling and picking up on um, something like this, it can really allow nursing professionals to improve and expand their skill sets. Equally, look, and it's not something we've necessarily seen a massive amount of um, as high priority on a, on a wish list, but certainly something that might set people um, or set nursing professionals apart um, in an ever-increasing um, commercial setting um, is looking at doing um, any kind of sort of postgraduate kind of management or um, sort of business type qualifications just to uh, align those sort of core nursing skills with, with the underpinning of a, of, a, of a business type qualification. Look, moving, moving more into the 
into the hospital setting. Probably an issue that's um, certainly a very current one, probably one that's, uh, that's been an issue for many, many decades the world over, um, but also sort of very much in Australia um, are the requirement for, for midwives. Um, look, although I couldn't find any research to pinpoint exactly where the greatest greatest needs are, I can say, sort of speaking to the team of sort of healthcare recruiters across our um, network of offices here at Hayes, that it really is a, a very much a, a national sort of demand issue. Look, speaking to the guys in WA and Northern Territory, it really is about getting um, sort of fully qualified sort of people to, to move and work in remote areas. And they're the real sort of challenges that they face. So, look, if um, you are a midwife and, you know, sort of looking to, I suppose, look at something a little bit different, um, certainly there are, you know, real sort of skill shortage and opportunities um, sort of to go and work in, in remote areas of sort of WA um, and the Northern Territory. Obviously, already mentioned that there's a, a general sort of shortage across the country. One thing I've noticed here from the, very much from a Victorian perspective is a sort of shortage of people to go and work in child and maternal health. Um, obviously, there is an increased requirement for, for, for local government um, to offer um, those types of services out to its uh, municipal residents. Um, there are, um, although population um, sort of growth is, is predicted to stall um, but there is a very very sort of real requirement um, sort of um, post-birth um, for those types of services um, to be offered by local authorities. But last but not least I will um, sort of refer back through to the sort of broader um, allied health area um, look, there are opportunities for, I suppose, nurses that do want to make um, a transition away from sort of traditional sort of ward nursing to potentially look at other areas within, within the allied health area that are particularly skill shorts. But we've highlighted two particular areas of, of shortage, those being occupational therapy and podiatry. So look, paediatric um, occupational therapists with experience working with children with autism spectrum disorders, Asperger's syndrome, developmental disorders are a real requirement within the allied health system. I think this requirement has really sort of come to the fore um, in recent years as there's been an increased recognition of you know, these issues, what they mean, and the requirement to support children and families around this. As such, there is a very limited number of professionals in this area, and there's a natural lag in terms of the in terms of people looking to retrain, reskill and sort of move into the area in terms of the, the courses that people need to go on and how long it takes to become a fully qualified professional in, in this area. If you're listening from, from overseas, this is potentially an area that could attract nurses who are looking to move from international waters. So certainly the, the UK has very much has sort of similar sort of qualification and qualifications and, and, um, and practices as a skill shortage on the on the Australian government list. Those looking to potentially migrate to Australia, you know, there will be opportunities within within occupational therapy. Again, sort of podiatry is another area where we're seeing sort of general sort of skill shortage across the across the allied health area. And if you were looking to, to retrain um, and move into this particular profession, there are a number of um, sort of vacancies right across the hospital networks as well as sort of private practice that would allow that that transition. Um, obviously, further qualification will need to be sought, um, and there are fairly limited. Um, 
institutions that are offering um, those types of courses. To give you an example, in Victoria, the Trobe University in Bundora is really sort of the go-to place for, for podiatry in this particular region. As I mentioned, however, once qualified, um, there are multiple opportunities um, across the across the sector that one particularly attractive area is potentially private private practice supporting both outsource allied health and hospital arrangements but also sort of treating and looking at sort of patients from very much a, a pure sort of private practice perspective the reason that private practice often sort of draws people in it does offer a variety of work nursing review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication nursing review Available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no obligation four-week trial subscription link.